Hi, you're listening to Focus on the Bible. Today we tackle the question, if believers in Jesus go to be with the Lord when they die, how do the dead get raised at the rapture? Let's get into it. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for your support of this By Faith ministry. We come to you today because of the faithfulness and kindness of people who support our ministries, and we're so glad to do so. Tell a friend, if you will, about this show so that more people can focus on the Bible with us. Recently, I stood in the back of a church after preaching on a Sunday morning to greet people. It gives them a great opportunity to tell me how wonderful I am or something like that. But a man came to me and clearly he had more to say than just what casually is said in the back of church buildings on Sunday mornings. He took a deep breath and I knew a question was about to come and he let fly with a great one. Here's what he said. Freddie, if believers in Jesus go to be with the Lord when they die, like you said they do, how do the dead get raised up at the rapture? You see what I mean? What a great question. And it gave us an opportunity to go back to the Bible and find our answer. Let's talk about this. First of all, where do we go when we die? Are we sure that we go to heaven? Well, yeah, we are. For those who focus on the Bible, the answer is very clearly and plainly taught in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 8. If you have a Bible, you can join me and we can focus together. Or you could allow me just to read along. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 8, Paul the Apostle writes, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And so to be absent from the body means that a person has died. At that point, the eternal part of the person goes somewhere else and the body is left behind here on the earth. He begins that verse with the word we. We are confident. So let's be clear about this. The we in verse 8 means believers. It's not everyone. It's not anyone. It's we who are believers in Jesus. Let me read verse 6 in the same context. He says, therefore, we're always confident knowing that whilst we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. So people who care about the Lord because they believed in him can be confident about this. We know what the promise is because we know what the Bible says. Those of us who have believed in Jesus are ready to be absent from this body. Amen. And to be absent from this body, to leave it behind, means that the eternal part of us, we could say the spiritual part of us, goes to be present with the Lord. Well, that brings us to another question then. If I die one minute from now and I leave my body behind and I go to be with the Lord, where's the Lord? Where am I going to be after I die if I'm with Him? So the question is, where is Jesus now? Are we sure that He's in heaven? We're sure. Acts chapter 1 Acts and chapter 1, this is the scripture that talks about the ascension of Jesus back to heaven. He's died on the cross to pay for our sins. He rose from the dead. 
He spent some time on earth showing himself to those who would be his witnesses, and then he ascended into heaven. And in the moment that he did, the Bible is very clear, written carefully for us under inspiration by Luke, the beloved physician. Here's what he said about Jesus' final moment on the earth as he ascended to heaven. Acts chapter 1 and verse 9 to 11. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven heaven. And so clearly, Jesus's destination when he ascended is heaven. Now, someone might beg for an argument and say, well, the heaven there could just mean the heavenlies, the atmosphere where birds fly. Well, I think that really is begging the question. I think you'll agree. But let's look at some more scripture. Turn to the left, if you have a Bible, to Mark chapter 16. Mark and chapter 16. The Bible is even more specific in this account written by Mark. Mark 16, now verse 19, he writes, So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And so that really seals it. Not only did he simply go to heaven, but Jesus was seated on the right hand of God when he ascended into heaven. So he hasn't gone anywhere since that time. Well, Freddie, what about the promises that say that Jesus is always with us? Well, sure, uh, from the God perspective, God in his omnipresence is able to be anywhere he wants to be in any given time in a spiritual way. Wherever we are, he's always with us. He promised in Hebrews 13 in verse 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But we're talking about where is Jesus locally? Where is he bodily? And when he took his body out of that grave and spent time allowing people to see a resurrected body, then he took that body and ascended into heaven and took the seat at the right hand of God. Let's look at one more verse about this. It's too good to pass up. Back to the book of Acts. In verse number 7, this is the account of Stephen. Stephen had spoken boldly for the Lord, and they're going to kill him on this day as they have this kangaroo court. But in this great passage written by Luke, I'm in Acts chapter 7, and if you will, look with me at verse 55, Acts 7, verse 55. It says, But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So there is Jesus in Stephen's final moment before they stone him to death. And he, in, I think, uh, this vision from the Lord is able to see the throne of God in heaven. And there's Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Someone has said that God gave 
Stephen a standing ovation. Well, he's there, he's at the, the throne, and he's on the right hand of God. And that's Jesus' locale in these days as he serves us as the great high priest for us. But he's coming back, and he's going to keep the promise of those angels who stood by when he ascended into heaven to the right hand of God. And so when in 2 Corinthians 5.8, Paul says that when believers die, we're absent from the body and present with the Lord, then it's true. We are with the Lord in heaven after we die and leave our bodies behind on the earth. And so now we face our main question then as we focus on the Bible today. How then... Are the dead raised up to be with the Lord on the day of the rapture if they're already with the Lord ever since the moment that they died and left their body behind? What a great question, and we'll get our answer in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This is the Bible's most specific passage about the rapture of the church, the time when Jesus comes and takes every believer out of the world to be with him in heaven. And at that point, we will always be with the Lord. And we'll have to look very closely at this passage of Scripture, but the answer to this great question is found right here. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. For I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, Concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Let me stop there and say a few things about this verse. First, Paul says he doesn't want us to be ignorant about the coming of the Lord. How that we have this event, we commonly call it the rapture, it's the departure, it's the snatching away, the catching up. Call it anything you want to, friend, but Jesus is keeping a promise. He promised he'd come back, and he's coming back, and the next time we see him, he's going to come in the clouds, and he doesn't want us to be ignorant about this. Now, I'll tell you, my observation is a lot of preachers don't preach about the rapture, and what a crying shame. What a tremendous day. I can't wait for the rapture. I can't talk about it enough because this is the day I'm going to see my daddy again. Why in the world would we leave people to be ignorant about these things surrounding this great event that's described here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4? Paul doesn't want us to be ignorant, and I don't want to be ignorant. Don't want you to be that way either. So he says, concerning them which are asleep. Now, Paul writes very kindly. He's he's making a very gentle statement here about those who are dead. But he calls them asleep. He says he doesn't want us to sorrow for those loved ones that we have who have died as believers. It's okay for us to sorrow. We do. We cry and we grieve. But we shouldn't cry and grieve like people who have no hope of ever seeing their loved ones again. We do have hope. Why? Because Jesus promised he's coming back. And when he comes back, we're going to see him and our loved ones again. Verse 14, he says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So what does this mean? We know that our loved ones, when they died, left their bodies behind, but the spiritual, the eternal part of them went to be with the Lord. Well, on the day of this rapture event, in that moment, 
the spiritual part of our loved believers will come back with Jesus in the clouds. Verse 15, he says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. What did he say? There are two groups. These are saved people. They're going to be with the Lord forever. But one group, we'll call them group A, they already have died. They already have become absent from their bodies. And they already have been present with the Lord in the eternal part of them. Group B would be believers who haven't died physically. They're still alive in the earth on the day of this rapture. And he says that one of those groups will go first. And then the other group goes. It's group A that goes first. In fact, the eternal part of the people who are in group A, they already have died, left their body behind, but the eternal part already has gone ahead. And right now, this minute, they are with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, waiting for the trumpet blast. When Jesus comes for the rapture, he brings the spirits of those who have already died. And then what happens? They get their bodies. Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And so those who have died, who were believers in Christ, left their bodies behind. This is how they are raised. Their spirit doesn't need raising. It was raised when they died. But their body was left behind. Their body was buried in the grave. It's the grave that will be opened on the day of the rapture. And the bodies of our loved ones who already have died will join their spirit in the clouds in the heavenlies with Jesus Christ. And then, verse 17, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So our great comfort is that it's the body that comes out of the grave on the day of the rapture. And then those of us who are still alive for it, we go up all at once, spirit and body, always to be with Jesus from that point forward. Friend, I hope you're a believer today and you'll be a part of the rapture. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Focus on the Bible. You can write to us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. You can also visit our website at freddiecoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org.